Sego Sewaguego. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to our Yohate Negasuna, the Road to Your Name podcast, focusing on Haudenosaunee cultural topics recorded on Haudenosaunee territory in the summer and fall of 2020. These podcasts are produced by Aboriginal Legal Services. My name is Lisa Venevri from the Mohawk Nation and Wolf Clan. I'm the coordinator of the Yohate Negasuna Road to Your Name program. Welcome to the Ohate Negasuna podcast series. If you would like to learn more about our organization, Aboriginal Legal Services, and the programs and services we provide, please visit us at our website, www.aboriginallegal.ca. And if you feel inclined and would like to make a donation, you can click on the word donate, located on the bottom of the page of our website. You can also visit us on Facebook at Aboriginal Legal Services, Toronto, Canada. We continue talking with Ganyagahaga Knowledge Keeper Deha Hande from Six Nations of the Grand River. In this episode, Deha Hande shares about the Ohante Galiwadekwa, the Haudenosaunee Thanksgiving Address. And um, to go on again about um, the uh, original instructions, one of our understandings that reinforces our original instructions is about our relationships, because we talk about things in a sense that Everything is, we're in a relationship with. We're in a relationship with all the life here on earth. And the fact is, if you think back to the smallest uh, thing that we know about, um, and there are other things that are even smaller, but we'll just talk about the atom, for instance. If you think about the atom as having the, the, the molecule, the the center of it would be the uh, matter and then it has these electrons that that rotate around it so even in its smallest form we have the same form of energy the part that's pure energy that we see and then a part that we can identify as being a part of or particle or matter and so to be in relationship with this there's an outer space and there's an inner space and that inner space we can speak to so when we speak we say that the language that we're speaking is on the same frequency it's on the same um, level as all of those words i mentioned before remember i i mentioned about ana, and i just want to take a little time for a short part of it because for myself i didn't really understand that connection i knew there was a connection because that on sound on <clears throat> sounds like oana and so forth and i didn't quite figure it out until one day um it was in the fall and i thought i better do some some practice before i go hunting and so uh, that particular day when i shot the arrow i was distinctly aware of the sound, the hum of that string when I let it go. And what I heard was hum. And then everything just sort of fell into place. Aana has that vibration to it. It creates vibration, we can physically hear it. 
we actually feel it sometimes. And when we're speaking our words, we're creating vibrations as well so that other people can understand us. And then when we talk about our songs, tells us how important it is for us to connect that way because we say that this is how we connect to creation. Because creation, we say that the heartbeat of Mother Earth is her song. And so we have the song and then we have our name and when we think about the medicines we think that name is so important so that the medicines know who we are and why they're being taken i think everyone has heard about um, science and they now even admit that the plants speak to each other and they do it on a different level but the fact is that's part of our practice. We take our, our gift, our bundle of tobacco, and we go to the leader plants, we say. Those leader plants are the grandfathers and the grandmothers of this family of medicines. And so to them, we ask them when we say, we're here today for so-and-so. So we connect that name. And then we tell the leader plants that we wish to take one of your relatives with us. Would you please send that energy to them so that they realize that they're going willingly and for a really good purpose because that was their understanding from the beginning of creation. As I said before, everything was given a purpose. And so this opening address that we talk about is not a speech. It's an address. In other words, we're talking to the medicine plants. We're talking to the grasses. We're talking to the trees. And it goes on and on of each of these things that we speak to. And there is no lapse in time that happens because it's instant. And let's make um, a comparison, for instance. We know that as human beings, we think of our mind or our brain, let's say. If we think of all the cells in our brain, we know we have literally billions of cells in our brain. Those cells are not actually physically touching each other. There's a little gap in them and that's called a synaptic gap. So that synaptic gap, again, the brain cell is matter and the gap is pure energy. So now you're starting to see that connection that when we're using our thought and we're creating vibration, wherever we're sending it to receives that message instantly. It's as if the universe, the cosmos, is like a giant brain. Not all of its parts touch, but when we send that energy, that energy is instant. Just as instant as when you stub your toe. There is no lapse in time between the time you feel that pain and when it happened. And so that's how instant it is. It's faster than the speed of light. So this is the opening. And now let me describe what this opening does and what its importance is. It's an oral address 
given at any event of importance, large or small. These words have the intent to bring our hearts, minds together to achieve the purpose of the assembly. We are reminded that these words come to us from the source of pure positive energy, so as to bring that energy within our collective. While we listen to these words, it allows us to focus our attention on the business at hand for the best possible result for all concerned. In our languages, when this energy is described as a living entity with great intelligence, this energy wished to expand its knowledge and brought into existence that which we know exists on Earth and in the cosmos. Everything that would ever exist was initially created as ideas in the form of thought or spirit world. And if this sounds familiar, it's because it is. This non-physical plane of awareness is eternal and benevolent, and this energy may be called upon any time there is a need. The thought forms also bring this spirit energy together with matter in the shape of physical entities. Instructions were given to all forms of creation, including human beings. And this opening is one of those. And everything was given a purpose, just like those medicines I was talking about. To call these ideas into manifestation, one only needs to call this great mystery with a grateful heart, and it will bring the needed ideas into physical reality. The words of this address are made or are drawn from a great well of knowledge, and that's how it's described. That derives its stability from the concepts of love. In other words, it's our intuition that senses the shape of this love. And this is our greatest energy and ally. When we direct our energy, thanks to that part of creation, a condition is created that strengthens the relationship with that entity and in turn receive the energy and benefit of its purpose. This concept of good mind in turn brings us peacefulness and balance to our mental and physical condition of wellness. This unity is now transformed as our minds become as one and materializes as oneness of strength between all elements in this creation. We call ourselves Rodhanushuni. It's a teaching that has to do with the intention and understanding of creation. It's how we refer to it as the words that come before all else and is generally known as Ganohwaradontsara. It's an understanding of how we as human beings are to be interacting with and within our environment and also between each other. I'd like to take a little minute here to go back to that one word, Ganohwaradontsara, because that's how we describe these words. So again, if you remember, 
the previous one, that Ka is at the beginning of it. It's created from something natural. It possesses strength, and we know it's a female pronoun as well. The new part of it has to do with our consciousness. And if you think about where our consciousness is, it is way beyond being possessed just within our mind or our body. Um, our consciousness can take us forward in space, can take us back in space. It's also our mind. It's our thinking. It's our cognition. It's our reasoning. Next part of the word is where. And it comes from the word awareity, which is our heart. And so that contains all our emotions. It contains our love. It contains our respect. It contains our honor and all of those things that come from the heart. The next part of the word is Adam. And that means it's to be said out loud. In other words, create the vibration, create that frequency. Tear part or the T-S-H-E-R again is the noun maker. And so this is how the A at the end of verses evolve, which tells us how it exists. And so in this one word here, what are we doing? We are saying something out loud. We're saying it from all of our positive emotions, our heartfelt emotions, our love. We're doing it, we're processing it with our mind, our reasoning, our cognition, our thinking, our mind, our consciousness. And it's coming from a place of strength. And this is how that was created. It's our relationship. And that's why we're in relationship with everything. Our first two pieces that, in generally speaking, we honor the man. We honor the woman. We honor the woman. We honor the man. And we know that man and woman are in a relationship. In other words, we each have our own responsibilities. We each have our strengths. We each have our weaknesses. And all of the things that are important in life come from that balance between the male and the female. And if we stop and think about that and maybe sort of compare it to something like a magnet, where the magnet has um, two sides of it and we call it one side positive and the other side negative which is kind of strange in a sense but they're all part of the same magnet so when we seek balance that's what we need we need that balance we need both of those to be in existence and relationship as you know, if you put two negatives together, <laughs> it, they won't go together as a magnet. And the same thing with the positive side. You put those two things together and it just doesn't, it doesn't want to do it. But you line them up. And this is now how we understand the alignment 
of these energies that they work together. And so we would think about all the things that people do for us. And, you know, we can't really um, live well, not happily anyway, unless we're in a relationship that is beneficial for both. And we don't distinguish between all the gray areas in between the, the two ends of the polarity, which then includes everyone. Everyone has a purpose. No matter what pronoun you prefer, it's there because it's connected. We're all people. And those people that help us out, those are the ones that we, we reach out to because they understand um, that relationship. And so we give greetings, love and respect to all mankind because the word is umwait sumo. And that sumo is a different kind of a pluralizer on it. It's a pluralizer that says variety. So we uh, basically all have the same bone structure, similar bone structure, all individual. How many people on earth and everyone's an individual? That's pretty amazing. So that's why we have this instant connection when we send our goodwill to other people, because we have that power. And this is how our mind should be. Um, the next part is we talk about our mother, the earth. And so we know that part of us as human beings are made of the earth. Remember I talked about the clay and that clay then came from, from the earth. So it's the earth energy. And of course, it's blended with the energy from, from the sky world as well. But to mother earth, she received a responsibility as well. And that's one of her responsibilities is to be providing for us and all other life that exists here on earth. And so when we really think about the immensity, it's too much even to talk about. We could be talking all day just about what the earth provides for us. So it's really important to protect Mother Earth because she does this for us without um, without a price, you know, <clears throat> the water is free <laughs> and it goes on about all the things, the trees that they, they give us, the air and that's free and it just goes on and on about all the different things on earth. And we'll talk more about that. In the creation story, one of the first things that Sky Woman saw was water when she was falling down and it says, Nekne Ognega Iga. All there was was water. <laughs> and so there are, when you think about it, um, water is, is in fact everywhere. And the other thing about water is it doesn't follow the same patterns as most things that we understand. And my way of thinking comes from another place in the universe <laughs> and happens to be here because even scientists, when they, um, discover another planet or something the first thing that they look for is to see if it has uh, water because it's you know so important and it's so important to keep
keep the water clean because, you know, what, I don't know, close to 80% of our body is made out of water. Um, water is also one of the, one of the natural things that it, we, we, is, has this high conductivity to it. There have been, you've probably heard of experiments that were made where thoughts were put into uh, water and those thoughts actually changed the crystalline um, composition of the water and were photographed. So there's that here, there's the thought that we can affect everything just with our thoughts. And so this is so important. So the pre precipitation, no matter what it happens to be, the clouds go up to the sky, and the um, water comes down, it washes the air, it goes into the streams, the streams go into the rivers, and we talk about where it all goes and how it all works. And isn't it wonderful that we have these waters? And we say, we should be giving greetings, love and respect to the water because they react instantly. And this is the way our mind should be. And then we talk about the life within the water. And so from the life within the water, from the microscopic to the largest of fish, we just have this one word that covers it all. And it's all interconnected. There, one depends on the other to 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 live, and we even depend on it. Some of these certain varieties of fish were given the responsibility to give up their life so that we could have uh, food from from the waters. And isn't that such a special gift to uh, realize? that that's what they do for us. They freely give their life so that we can have food. All of them working together. Um, some of them clean the water and we don't know uh, the purpose of many of them, but we should still be giving them greetings, love and respect because it's so wonderful what they do. And this is the way our minds should be. The other thing that we talk about is we talk about all of the grasses, we say, generally speaking. And in the grasses, there's many that are just there for the sake of beauty. Um, the flowers, um, many of them, the ones that uh, are really, really highly important is the medicine plants, because it comes in many, many, many forms. You know, we use the roots, we use the stems, we use the leaves, we use the flowers. And the thing about the medicine plants is they're a living medicine, which you can't get at uh, Shopper's Drug Bar. <laughs> um, and so when we mix that with our intention and our understanding, it actually enforces it brings extra strength to those medicines and it said that there are there is a medicine for all our ills and it comes from nature and all we need to do is understand that to understand how important it is to protect those medicine plants and to honor them and to allow them places to grow and not to destroy their habitat and so all of those things are really, really important. 
And so we say, we give them greetings, love and respect because they continue to do their duty as they were originally instructed to do. As human beings, this is how our minds are to be. Um, we also talk about the, the insects. A little bit of a caution because we know we've, we've intentionally or not intentionally have brought different kinds of insects here from other places and we weren't careful enough and so now we have these invasive kinds of creatures that are destroying things but the ones that are were meant to be here are still in fact here so we need to send them our special energy our thoughts our appreciation because just like just pick on the bees and say you know if we lose the bees we will become extinct and some scientists have said within four years because they do all the pollination we have no um, way of pollinating and they do it because that's what their purpose is they're following their instructions so to all of those insects we don't even know some of the purposes of some of the insects but we know they all work together for the common good of everything so to all of those insects that do that there some of them fly around some of them crawl around some of them are underground and they all have a purpose and to them we say we give you greetings love and respect and this is how our minds should be we also talk about the sustenance plants and the ones that uh, we hold at the top of the uh, chain is corn beans and squash and there are many of them actually um, probably 40 varieties of corn that we still have and could be more than 40 varieties of beans that we still have we plant them together as well as the squash and our term for them is three related plants and we call them related plants because they help each other out the corn draws a lot of uh, nitrogen out of the soil and when you plant the beans beside the um, the corn the corn provides the stock for for the beans to, to climb up on and the beans do just the opposite they actually put nitrogen in the soil so they uh, benefit themselves in in a great way naturally and then we plant the squash on the outside and the squash plants because it has the um, large large leaves it retains the moisture in the soil and it also prevents um, um, a lot of weeding and I don't know if you're a gardener but um, I really like them because you just plant them and you pretty much let them do their thing to all of those plants that we put in our garden and it provides food for us we say we need to be mindful and we need to be giving them our greetings our love and our respect because they are doing their job again on their own for free so in this way we say our minds are one on this and this is the way our minds should be and then we talk about 
the, uh, we call them the hanging plants. And we say the, the leader of the hanging plants are the strawberries. And we say that because it has many purposes. The uh, strawberries is women's medicine as well. And it's also the very first one to uh, grow or to pr produce fruit. And that's how it became the leader. But to all the plants, like even at this time of the year, uh, we're into August now, there are still fruits becoming uh, ripe. And, you know, they, they come in many, many forms. Some are on bushes, some are near, on, in the grasses. Uh, many of them are on trees. And it's just such a vast variety of natural sugars. I believe there's uh, seven or eight natural sugars in, in fruits. And uh, we get that full uh, variety of natural sugars and nutrients when we have these, these fruits. If you pick them when they're green, uh, it only leaves um, two of those essential sugars left in them. So we need to be considering their life and to be using them in a proper way and to be picking them when they're ripe and using them. And this is the reason we give them so much respect because all of these um, hanging fruits are so valuable. And so we send them our greetings and our love and our respect. And this is how our minds should be. <clears throat> when we look out on the land, we see the animals running about and in this area here, we say that the deer is the uh, <clears throat> leader um, animal. And because they're so, they're so bountiful and their understanding is our word in, in language is Gundirdia. And that means that they're the ones that literally lay their life down for us. That's their understanding. When they know that, and we know their purpose are, is that's why we give them such great love because of what they give. Again, they give their life for us so that we can have food. And that's such a special understanding, such a special gift. And so we thank them uh, to the greatest extent. And we send them our greetings and our love and our respect because of what they do. So to all of those animals in that category that, that give us our food, we say thank you. And this is the way our minds are to be. In the bird kingdom, uh, birds do many, many things. Um, we talk about the eagle. And I think all nations of original origin um, on this continent anyway, uh, totally have this reverence for the eagle. And from Haudenosaunee's perspective, we place it on top of what we call the tree of peace. And that's, that's a metaphoric placement. And the metaphor is that the eagle, the white pine is where we put it because the white pine is the one that is the highest on the, on the canopy. And so it's the highest point in, on any forest. 
And so we place the eagle there because it has such sharp vision. And we say that vision is there to, um, to warn us. It can see danger coming from a very long ways away. And it also has a really sh shrill, I should say, cry. And so its voice carries, geez, I, I don't even know how far, how far away. I've, I've heard it a few times and it is undeniably distinctive. And that's metaphoric, as I say, because that's our inspiration as human beings to have that eyesight, have that vision, uh, always watching out to warn others if there's danger nearby and to do the same thing, to, to tell people about it. And the birds, of course, there's many variety of birds and uh, many of those varieties are, again, giving us their, literally their flesh uh, because that was their understanding. We don't take all of them because um, some of them were not meant to do that. They have other purposes. So we respect all of those different purposes. And so when we do that, we say we give the birds our greetings, love and respect because of all the different responsibilities they have and we need them. So we give them greetings, love and respect. This is how our minds should be. We talk about the trees and we say that the maple tree is the leader of the trees. And as everyone knows, uh, energy from the sun creates the photosynthesis, which goes to the leaves and the leaves and then turn um, produce the oxygen that we breathe. We couldn't live as human beings without oxygen on this planet. And they breathe the carbon dioxide we breathe out. So um, <clears throat> the, the maple tree that gives us all the springtime when the sap is running, and that sap is also a medicine. And they say that's what you should you should drink the, the sap that comes straight out of the tree because that's a, a diuretic. It um, takes all the toxins out of your body that's, we, that's occurred over eating dried foods during the, during the winter. And even more now because of the way uh, foods are produced and all of those toxins that get into our system, we need to, you know, wash out. We give those trees such respect because all the things they pr provide and again if you think about the trees and all the things that we use the trees for um it's absolutely amazing we'd be here all day again if it was just one topic um, of all the different things the trees do we give them special greetings love and respect and this is how our mind should be we talk about the four winds, we say, and each of those winds circulate. And in our word, we say, which if you look at these pictures that were taken by the uh, Hubble te telescope, um, 
so that's the first one because I know what the the word meant and has this visual image of two circulating things at the top and then the reverse image on the bottom and I didn't really realize what that was until I saw the picture of the Hubble telescope and on the northern part of the hemisphere they circulate predominantly in one direction and in the southern hemisphere they go the other direction so that's all in that one word the four circulating winds and so they bring us the change in the weather and we say that in the winter time we get the blanket of white which covers the the earth and that allows the earth to regenerate and so in the springtime when there's a certain wind that blows again and that starts everything back up. It uh, removes the, <clears throat> the dead leaves that are fallen on the little saplings and the little saplings poke their head up when the wind picks the, the leaves up. And um, the little sapling is happy that it can see sunlight again. And so all of this, all so many things that the, the winds do. And so to them, we give them greetings, love and respect because all of the things that they do and Again, this is how our mind should be. We also talk about the ones that we refer to as uh, thunder beings. We say beings because they have a personality all of their own and they're a very, very powerful um, personality. And so we send uh, wonderful respect to them. We always put down our tobacco anytime that we hear uh, the thunder uh, because we know also comes the spears of lightning that they cast out and when we put out our, our tobacco that's that respect so that they know that we really really respect them and they're doing their duty they're doing it for a reason and so those lightning bolts they say cleans the air. If you've ever been out after a thunderstorm and you breathe that air, you can feel it. And just try it sometime. <laughs> you see, it just has a different, fresh feeling to it than any other time. <clears throat> like it's even better than when it, when it rains a little bit. We respect this great, great energy. And so we say, this is how our minds should be giving our greatest of respect and honor. Then we talk about our, what we call our eldest brother, the sun. And we refer to many things in, in, a, in a family way. It's because we're related. And the sun, we know what the sun does, you know. Um, if we were 50 miles closer to the sun, as far as an orbit goes, we'd burn up. We were 50 miles further away, we'd freeze. <laughs> so isn't it really amazing just how perfect this universe has been set up? And that's why it's intelligent because it knows what the right conditions are for us as human beings to live. And so the reliability of the sun, we can depend on the sun 
um, to be up every morning and to disappear in the evening, go across the sky, sending us the energy. We would be very sick if we didn't have vitamin D that we get from, from the sun. Um, without the sun, there would be no photosynthesis and goes on to, and to all of these things. That why, that's why we have that special relationship. That's why we call him our eldest brother. Eldest brother, and we say, he's the great warrior. It's the responsibility of our men to be just like the sun, totally reliable, totally giving. And so that's why we have that special relationship to all the things that the sun does. Provides the light, provides the heat. We say, we give total love, honor and respect. And this is how our mind should be. Then we talk about the moon and we call the moon, our grandmother, the moon. We say grandmother because grandmother, she is related to all the women. And you may have heard the term moon time. And that's the woman's cycle, that 20 day, eight, 28 day cycle. The moon is so powerful, it, it, it shows us even in the oceans of how it pulls that, that energy. And so that energy is real. And so when we thank our mother, grandmother, the moon, we thank all the mothers on earth because without the mothers, again, we would not be here. So there's the sun and the moon. Sometimes we'll, we say that we say that they're they're related, and you will see that too. Sometimes you'll I don't know if you've ever seen the moon and the uh, sun in the sky at the same time, and so we say they're visiting each other. <laughs> That's their relationship. So greetings, love, and respect to the moon. And this is the way our minds are to be. Then we look up into the night sky. So imagine you looking up into the night sky with all the marvelous things that this year has brought us. The show that's going on and remembering where we came from our energy portion came from the sky world. All of those stars, they have many purposes. And we say it has, it reveals itself to us. The dew is placed on the grass uh, from the stars. And when you really think of it, of it it's really, it's really true because the, uh, at nighttime, the earth is one temperature and the the air is a different temperature and condensation forms on there. You look out in the morning and the fingers of the sun rays are streaming across the grass. It looks like diamonds, you know, just so beautiful. And we say that they dress up the sky world and to all their purpose, we use them for, for many purposes. We use them for to navigate, to understand, 
teachings. And so to all the things the stars provide us with, we say greetings, love and respect. And this is the way our minds are to be. We then talk about these ones we call Deunciadadum. And that means they're our protectors. And there's as many of them as there are stars. And we say they received responsibility because they were once here on Earth. And those beings um, understand our traumas, they understand our joy, they understand our feelings, they understand the tribulations sometimes that we go through and we don't have an answer for. But we're instructed to call upon them and say, be with us. Take that burden that's on your shoulder and take that uh, feeling of stress, uh, take that feeling of hopelessness, take that sorrow and take that away and lift it off of us. And we don't have to think about the answer because they, if we trust them, they'll give us the answer and it'll just come. And you'll say, gee, why didn't I think of that before? But you need to be patient because sometimes they don't answer when we want them to. They will answer when it's right for us. So sometimes it's better just to wait for that answer because we need that time. And to all of those entities that were once here on this earth and are now communicating with us, we say greetings, love and respect because continue to do your duty. And then we talk about creation. And many times we personify it because that's that universal energy that I started out with that got such That is the energy, an all-knowing energy. And that energy we also communicate with because all of these things that I've mentioned are not a coincidence. They were all planned because of that intelligence. Each of us have that intelligence, a part of it. And so to that great intelligence, we say greetings, love and respect. And those are some of the words of the opening address. Daeto. We say, those are the words. I'd just like to read something from Anthony Avani from his book, Ancient Astronomers. We live in an ordered world of observable natural phenomena whose constancy and consistency are typified by events in the sky, whether the event be a sunset, a close encounter between two planetary wanderers, an eclipse, or a shower of shooting stars. Nowhere else in nature, not in the comings and goings of the birds, the blooming of trees, 
nor the arrival of the rains do we find a more reliable environmental reality in which to frame the drama of life than the celestial backdrop. I just want to say Yahweh to you, Dea Hande, for being here and sharing so much Indigenous knowledge with us. That was, that was a lot of Indigenous knowledge <laughs> that you shared. And, and it was knowledge that we all need to know. It was so important um, from, from the way we look at the sky world to, to the way that we were um, given the creation story to the way that um, our original instructions were laid out for us. It's all in your, in your words in this episode. And I just want to say, Yahweh today, Hawaii. Yahweh for listening to the Yohate Negasuna Road to Your Name podcast, which has been produced by Aboriginal Legal Services and hosted by me, Lisa Venevri. There are 10 episodes in this podcast series. Let's meet again on the next episode. This has been the Yohate Negasuna podcast series. If you would like to learn more about our organization, Aboriginal Legal Services, and the programs and services we provide, please visit us at our website, www.aboriginallegal.ca. And if you feel inclined and would like to make a donation, you can click on the word donate located on the bottom of the page of our website. You can also visit us on Facebook at Aboriginal Legal Services, Toronto, Canada.